Welcome to Hellas Footy Podcast, episode number 28. I'm your host, George. Let's get started. Michael, how are you, mate? Disappointing weekend. Disappointing weekend for my club, myself as well. I just hope this season gets over and done with. Just put myself out of my misery. One way or the other, eh? Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, Stephen, how are you, dude? I'm I'm better than last week, man. Uh, that European Super League seems to be done and done and dusted for now. We can focus on the real Super League in Greece. That's it, the proper Super League. Yeah. Uh, good stuff, mate. Apostolo, how are you, mate? Um, I'm good. Yeah. No, not great football wise, but. Uh, <laughs> Four a.m. in uh, Chicago, so we thank you for uh, getting up, mate. You're a gentleman. And last but not least, Greg. Hey, mate. Doing good. Here with the little guy. Uh, once again, that's it. We've got the uh, the additional member of the team. The new AEC team. Thank you. The new AEC team as well. <laughs> Has he got an AEC jersey? Not yet. We're, we're trying to source one. Yeah, well, yeah, okay. Don't don't ask the club, mate, because Greek football. <laughs> anyway. No, apparently in Greece, they're easily easy to get. So uh, I, need to, that- I need to get my uh, my contacts happening. Is that from like the stores around, you know, Athens or something? Or, yeah, yeah. Or, or yeah like Philadelphia has got a store there that has got a fair few. So okay, oh, there we you just go. Uh, need to work on some connections. That's it. All right, beautiful. All right, guys, well, we'll get started um, with Super League. So the promotional round is uh, kicked off. So we'll just go to the matches <coughs> there. So there were some midweek ones as well as some... Um, as in those two rounds, basically. So, first things first, Olympiacos, 1-0 winners over Asteras. A goal to Socrates in the 52nd minute was the difference. Um, in an otherwise, eh, so-so fair there. Lots of changes as usual. Uh, once again, the team gone back to a more basic formation. Stephen, how did you see that, mate? Um, yeah, I watched the game. It was not very interesting. I mean... It, Nah. It's a, it's two teams that uh, no sorry um Alex Gudagos but Stelas probably won't get into Europe this season and Olympiagos have wrapped up the title we only have the cup to play for now so yeah it was I think Papadopoulos went off injured if I'm, if I remember Hassan yep. was bad Hassan we didn't get good Hassan that day we had bad Hassan and uh, Socrates scored a a nice goal from a header and Christiansen looks decent so yeah, yeah no he's been getting some game time there so he has been looking decent so yeah look we move on from that mate like you said both teams really much playing for nothing so um, it's good to see at least we've got the win after the loss against Bulk um, a few days beforehand there alright Bulk uh, the big derby uh, against Aris um a sixth-minute goal to Schwab was the difference in that match. Lots of yellow cards and a red card finally at the end for Wada was the difference. Uh, Michael, did you grab that one, mate? No, unfortunately, no, yeah. I didn't. Yeah. And unfortunately, we but, um, our bowl quite, couldn't make it today either. Sorry, guys. So, yep, go on, Michael. Quite interesting, quite interesting that Pablo Garcia is opting for this three at the back formation and it looks like it's working a treat for him. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. who, start, who started that? Who were the trendsetters, Steve? <laughs> I don't think who, to be honest, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I, I maybe I, it might have been Offie, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, like, uh, yeah. Larissa? Something like that. Oh, <laughs> no, don't don't even get me. It was horrible playing the 3-5-2. Yeah. Uh, we'll unless you, have, you, we'll you need the right you need the right players for that formation. You do, you do. You do yeah. yeah. But no, look, we'll move, we'll this, move on. We'll move on. This we'll scares, come. this scares me with Verinho at centre back. It's 
It's freaky. Yeah, it is freaky. Yeah, but they got they got the biscuits there in that match um, over against Artis there, who have um, have a bit of a slump going on there. All right, we'll move on to the next match, the uh, the big derby, Aik Athens, Parthenikos, one one. Uh, Parthenikos took the lead in the 36 minute to Ioannidis, Ioannidis, sorry, um, and then a 92nd minute goal to Levi Garcia equalised things. We'll start with you. Apo, how did you see that match, mate? Uh, that, that, it was awful. <laughs> I mean, watching any Panathinaikos match lately, it's really, it's, it's torture, especially for us Panathinaikos fans, because there's no way the team is that bad to be playing that defensive. But, I mean, it's just the way Bologna likes to play at this point. And we just kind of had to deal with it. But to give up a goal like that in the last play of the game, just like against the Steris Tripolis, when you're you know, playing defense for the whole second half was just, it was just torture. I mean, it, the, the team's really been struggling. <laughs> they are struggling and um, and I'll, I'll come back to you. I'll get Greg's opinion on this, but I want to ask you a question. Greg, how did you see this match, mate? Oh, we should have won the game. We were all over Panathinaikos. First half was actually, I thought the first half was quite entertaining. It was a lot of up and down football from both teams. And that was, well, especially at the start, mate, first half of the first half was great. Um, second half, we dominated and we, we just we can't we haven't got that killer instinct. We have all these um, set pieces, which I was even as an AIC fan, I knew nothing was going to come of them. Nothing came of them, and we thankfully got the equalizer at the end, which is the least we deserve. Which we really should have won this game. It's just another derby. AIC has um, drawn a loss when they should have won. Yeah. Now, Apple, there's been a lot of talk again. Is he the right coach to lead you? Isn't he the right coach to lead you? I mean, what's your opinion on him? And do you think on, on Bologna and and uh, do you think he's going to see out his contract, which it was a two-year deal, I believe, till the end of next season? So after the Pelk match, I, I, I don't want him there anymore. I really don't. Yeah. Uh, for me, it's very much like the, with Banship and the Greek team, where at first he came in, you know, ha- had some good ideas, put in some new players that seemed to work for his system. Like, for example, he started playing Kabetsis and Alex Adropoulos a lot. And then somehow in January... The team wasn't doing as well, you know, and he disappeared. Those guys started playing Makeda and had Giovanni all of a sudden, and the team had a couple wins, but now they, they're just, they've stagnated, and it's a big problem. I think he, he hasn't showed enough offensively, which, of course, is like Ben Ship, to, like, really show that he's had any progress, and the team seems like they're going backwards, and it's kind of – I almost think they should get rid of him now, but I think they're going to keep him at least to the end of the playoffs. Yeah. Because that's it, a good well. I mean, it would make sense at the very least. Keep him, see if you can get that last spot, third or fourth spot, to see if you can jag European football there. So, look, I, I will, we'll talk more about it after the bulk match there, in my opinion. So, um, well, we'll go straight to that. So, you had a nil or draw uh, the following round. Bulk, Bathnakos, they hosted you. Nil or draw. Um, yeah, no real shots at goal. You had one shot at goal. I mean, you kept bulk you know, scoreless as well. I mean, how did, how did you see that match? And I know you're, you're pretty scathing of it. Again, yeah, that, it, it was, it was horrible. I mean, it, for, for one, Sankara played for some reason in midfield and you could tell he wasn't physically ready. He, he lost the ball every single time in the first half. It just, they look completely out of it. And then it goes and Villafanas just hasn't been the same for a while. I mean, aside for a game or two and he's supposed to create most of this stuff. So uh, they're just struggling. I mean, the whole first half, they didn't do anything. Kabetsis came on the second half and added a little bit. But generally, the team just 
they're just stagnant right now. They're just, they have nothing going forward and it's, it's tough. I mean, yeah, everyone's complaining about the one, the one call that they could have let go and, and ended up being a goal, but that's really just nitpicking at, you know, one play that could have been the difference, but really, I mean, that, that happens in a lot of leagues where that they don't let that go. So, yeah. Yeah. Greg. I just wanted to ask Apple, was Falk any good? In that? I know it was a it was a poor game overall, but did Falk show much? Yeah, that's what's interesting. You guys mentioned the three five two system, so I remember they 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 played like that in the beginning of the year, and they were awful to watch, but they'd get results, and they be, they were better defensively. And I thought they they definitely seemed to be more prepared defensively, and I, I think it might be the first clean sheet they've had in a while actually for Falk. So it definitely seems to work better for him, and even with young players playing like Michalides and. Lee Rogers, a lot of a lot of Pauk fans I, I saw were complaining about, but they did pretty well and at least, you know, took care of the plan that the coach had. I mean, they weren't Pauk weren't in any way. I wouldn't have been happy if I was a Pauk fan either. No, but at look, least they I, seemed more, I, I, I more saw I saw the highlights, Greg. I wasn't impressed with Pauk at all. Uh, in that match they they was they were structured. Um Yeah, look, you know, they had some opportunity. I didn't think that um uh, it, it's a difficult one because they're changing people, not people, sorry, clubs and coaches. They're trying to find these, um, I don't know, the silver bullet or something. And I don't want to pump up um, Olympiacos ties, but they've tried some different formations and it's worked for them. But I mean, the squad, are, the squads are completely different. We've got a whole second squad at Olympiacos that, that, are, that are, would be starters at any club in Greece as well. So it's, it was an impressive from my point of view, anyway. So, if there's any power, oh, no. yeah, I did. I wasn't saying it, it wasn't impressive yeah. at all. They just seem at least more, more structured. structured. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They they had a bit more structure in their game, and they kind of had a bit more of a game plan there. So, um, mm. look, I know Anthony is um, all over wanting Bologna out now, and he he'd love to have Donis back now. You know, it's a question that I put to you because I know remember I remember when Donis was uh, shipped off, you weren't sad about that up or so i mean what's your thoughts on this whole you know going back to the future and does that even would it even be successful i'm not i'm not too sure the one thing people could argue with donis is that alifuz just didn't really back him well i mean he doesn't have he didn't have near the budget that that um Bologna currently has but at the same time i think donis the, the way that he just never played alexandropoulos or the young guys didn't develop any of them I, I didn't really feel like, I mean, if you guys remember, he was starting Zahid over like Buzukis and mm-hmm. other guys. And it made no sense because he was only on loan. And even like the week before he left, he was starting them and the team just looked awful. And it's just some really odd decisions that I didn't agree with, with Donis. Of do course, you... he understands the club and everything. And oh, yeah. That, that, that was good, but that's not everything. I mean. That's not everything. And, and my, my argument, my counter argument to the budget was, is that um, Bologna's come in. And I think he's been brought in more so for his contacts to be able to get players on the cheap. Whereas I don't think Donny's had those contacts. And, and whilst before when you said, was it um, Davizas as a technical director where they were bringing in a lot of these youth players. For me, it kind of looks like it fell apart when he left the club. Now, I don't know, the whole you know youth Greek project that you guys were, were trying to produce there, when he left the club, it kind of went down the wayside with it, especially with Donis. He didn't, you know, fulfill it as well. So, I don't know. Am I on track there? I mean, I could be... I thought, well, do I you agree with that? Because I thought, I thought Panathinaikos... And look, the results weren't there, but 
the football they were playing had a lot of potential. It was and it was just towards the end of last season when the young kids. Uh, I don't know if they ran out of path or whatnot, but they, they started to fail then. But I thought yeah. for a lot a long period of last year, you were playing some uh, pretty decent football and giving the young guys a fair go. Yeah, there's no there's no debate that they were playing better with though. I, mean, so I just feel like there were a few things that frustrated me with them that he, he could have trusted the young players a little more or just added a little more to the team. But that, I mean, that, I guess. You know, maybe that's a little harsh, but I, I just don't think Donis is the answer. I mean, personally. Well, I mean, this is the reason why you guys brought that um, that Spanish coach because he had worked with a lot of young guys. So the thought process is, well, we've got a lot of young young kids coming through. We've got a young, progressive thinking style coach, but he yeah. made a mess I, of it as well. The idea was good, but he had never coached. Oh, before, yeah, no, the idea so. was good. The actual, yeah, no, it was. A he's doing very poorly in Japan yeah. as well. Yeah, so yeah, he's in the Japanese <laughs> top league there, and he's sitting down the bottom there somewhere. So, yeah, um, no, interesting times for your club, man. Do you think you guys are having a better season this year or last year? Upper. Oh, that's tough because we weren't even able to compete for Europe last year. So yeah, like, you know, I mean, it, it's hard to compare, but uh, in some ways, at least, at least the team under Bologna, which is one of the reasons why I support them at first, they they fight more and they're not as you know they don't fall apart as easily, so you got to give them credit for that at least. But yeah, you know, and playing playing youngsters like Alexandropoulos Cabetsis, which is one of the reasons why I didn't like Donius. I thought it was crazy that Maqueda played every game no matter what, and you had this kid Cabetsis who at least could be a decent player for a game or two. You know, I think he's better than that, but I think he could have used them a little more, and that's just one example. Yeah. But, uh, but, you know, and Panathinaikos needs players to develop like that. They don't really have money coming from anywhere else. Well, I mean, even when you guys had money, you still were able to develop young Greek talent. So that was always the, the Panathinaikos way, so to speak. And you'd be able to couple it in with some good, you know, signings and some experienced players around them. So That's the, that's the only time the team's done well is when they've had a good amount of Greek players yeah. in the team. and All through history, so. Yeah, that's right. All right, we'll move on. Um... Asteras, 1-1 with Addis. Uh, goals all in the second half. Mancini in the 74th minute. And in not even five minutes later, Lindsay Rose's own goal. Um, finished that game one all. So Addis kind of dropping points a bit too much, which is uh, making that second spot of theirs that they had for so long not look... Uh, well, they're not second now. They're, they're third. So... We'll see how they go on next next week there. Uh, last match of the round, Olympiacos, 2-0 winners over Aik. Um, 50th minute goal to Bruma and a 90th, 92nd minute, sorry, goal to Bruma again was the difference in that match. Um, once again, a few changes within the lineup there, trying different things again. Go back to three-man defence. Stephen, how did you see that, mate? Yeah, we looked a lot more comfortable than we did against Balk and against Asteras. We're starting to sort of get a bit of rhythm. It's not completely there. Obviously, there's a lot of rotation. Um, Christensen, again, I just want to highlight, he's he's looking really solid in goal. And mm-hmm. and I, I think I, I, have, I have a feeling that if if we need to have him as the starter next season, let's say if Jose Sarr goes, because it's very likely of how you know highly touted he is, um, I wouldn't... I'm still not 100% there with him being a starter for the season, but certainly to begin with him, the qualifiers for the Champions League, I'd be fine with him being in goal. And um, Thiago Silva had a decent game as well. I thought he made some decent passes. Um, yeah, and it was just... And then Bruma comes on and his last goal was was really nice. He just yep. hit his man and then 
scored a very nice goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. overall it was it was decent. Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll go to Greg and I'll come back with some questions here. Greg. His last goal was a gift from a terrible <laughs> watch my language, a terrible defending by Nadalskaru. Just ridiculous. <laughs> uh, nothing good about it for me. It was just depressing. Uh, just a, a typical A game against Olympiacos, another loss. Or um, you know, happy to be nil all at half time. Uh, a couple of good chances. Um, Vasil Antonopoulos, like I said from the weeks ago, don't know why he was ever not a starter for us. He's, he's proven a lot better than any of the right backs we have. Um, but just just we can't win a derby with uh, Manolo Jimenez um, just over and over the same stuff. So uh, maybe uh, yeah, just yeah, it's just it's just getting very frustrating. Yeah, I mean the the results, you know, kind of kind of went a little bit your way as well. Again, um, you know, mm. to be holding on to that, the dream of finishing potentially third, um, if not higher. So oh, yeah, it's it's up for grabs for second at the it, moment. It certainly is. Yeah, so that's the main thing there. Now, um, Stephen Bruma, what's you know he's on loan to us with an option to buy first half of the season. Didn't do anything really. Second half, he's been given an opportunity. Is he? Um, is he a player that's worth um, taking on? Um, well, I'm going to be writing. Well, a I'm going to preempt this, this because you're writing a blog yeah. about this. So, yeah. do you want to give us any any plug. little? Um, yeah, any plugs great on plug, it? George. Great yeah. plug. Um, yeah, no. Um, yeah, I've. I mean, I'm still kind of of the opinion of where I was when he started playing more consistently and looked good in periods, and then just. Brett was anonymous in other games. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to him coming on a permanent. From what has been said, PSV just want to get rid of him. They don't really care about the fee hugely. They just want to get his wage bills off of... of, uh, They just want to get his wages off of their, you know, their wage bills. And I'm just... Yeah, I think if there are no other options that we could bring in, and then I I wouldn't say no to having him there because he... There are times where he does look great. It's just that consistency yeah. and his finishing, despite scoring two goals in this game, his finishing needs to improve. And then also the question that leads to another question, should this opportunity be given to Vruzai, who's very obviously very talented and may be not be getting the game time he possibly deserves or maybe should be getting more game time. Well, we don't know, if, we don't know if he deserves it or not because we don't know what he's not getting any game. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's all it's all subjective. Um yeah. Early doors, if it's not a huge fee, then I wouldn't be upset if we signed him. He's been more consistent than, even though he's not consistent, he's better than a lot of the wingers we've got in the past, like foreign wingers. We've yeah. just done nothing. We're just all all pace, no finishing, no end product at all, mm. no crossing. Yeah. Uh, just stick. Yo, uh, Apostle. Ironically, it seems like... Uh, all the Portuguese players that didn't make it seem to go to Greece. <laughs> That's been forever. No, 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 no. Roma, all these guys. Yeah. Look, um, I think what what the fee? I think the, the agreed fee was seven million euros. Seven million euros. Yeah, seven million euros. It'd be interesting to know what his wage is, because. I think if he, uh, the rumor is that he's on a big wage, and that's why they want to try ship him out. So, uh, look. Vrusay hasn't done much this season, right or wrong. I don't know. Um, when he's come on, he's done okay, but he hasn't really impressed. So, to be honest, I can see him probably being moved on or or just being a bench player. Sorry, Apostle. Well, that point that Stephen made too, you could argue Vrusay probably did better than Bruma at his time in Holland. I mean, yeah, he, he, well, 
he had a decent yeah. spell with Willem. It'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens with him, yeah, with them too, because I, I believe like look, Lazar Randelovic, uh, Randel, Rangelovic, I can't see hanging around. I think he'll be shipped out on loan. He needs to go see if he can progress and become a a ninety minute player. Um, it'll be interesting times. I think the fee's too much. I wouldn't pay the seven million for him. No, um, if they can always um, they can always renegotiate yeah, with these kind of low deals. So. Um, if you want to get my prediction, I think he'll stay. Yeah, I think he'll stay too. Now, uh, yeah. what do you think of uh, Christensen being an uh, XAL player? It's yeah, it was a strange move considering his age. I think he's thirty-one. He's thirty-one. Yeah, he's yeah, 31. he's thirty-one. But he is a good goalkeeper, and um, many Olympiacos many Olympiacos fans in the preseason questioned. Is he good enough? And I, and I was telling them he is good enough for Olympiacos. He's he's an Icelandic international. He and he was our MVP for two seasons two seasons in a row. Yeah. So they, think, we we got a good fee from it, eight hundred thousand yeah. or four hundred thousand, I think, around there. Yeah, he's not a big loss for us. We got a good replacement for him, Gogeli Nagy. Yep. So yeah, he's been doing fine for us. Just unfortunate for our season. Yeah, no. Look, I think I think he got, it was around the four hundred mark we got for him. It, it would yeah. have been a nice at thirty-one. He's got a few years left in him. It's probably a good little payday for him as well. Yeah. I'm sure his wages uh, went up yeah. there. All yeah, right, and so, um, if Jose Sarr is injured, there shouldn't be anything to worry about because Christensen's a good enough replacement. Oh, look. So. I think, to be honest, I think if we sell Sarr or uh, in the off season, I think we're buying the keeper. Um, oh no! No, like him, oh, as in he's injured, not not oh, as a starter. Sorry, sorry, yeah, yeah, gotcha, yeah, yeah. Maybe um, like with Demos, he can come uh, <laughs> come back to Greece. His brother, maybe his brother can tell him about the good times at Olympia, of course. All right, um, I just saw a fossil and he's shaking his head. Um, <laughs> okay, the uh, ladder for the uh, championship group, Olympia, of course, on top on eighty-two points. Bob have taken over second spot on fifty-eight points. Artis 58 points now dropped the third after their uh, dropping points in the last couple of matches there. Aik 55 points. Bathnaikos 51. I think things are starting to stretch away from them a little bit. And Asteras are gone, um, unfortunately, for many European spots there on 45 points. All right. We'll move on to the um, into the relegation group there. So just grab more results here. Okay, Pas Yanina hosted Panitolikos. Panitolikos, 1-0 winners. Uh, 20th minute goal to Helda Barbosa was a the difference there. So that um, was a big win for them, which got them off the bottom there. Uh, the match then that had a lot riding on it after that result, uh, Larissa hosting Ofi. Ofi, 1-0 winners. The Guzman goal in the 33rd minute. Michael. All credit to Orfi, all credit to Neoplias. They deserve that win. It has to be said, they deserve to stay up. The football that they're playing, much better. It's, it's much, it's much really better nice, than they were it? under yeah. Simos. Yeah. Yeah. Just on just on Neoplias, why did he stagnate for so many years? Since since he won that league title with Panathinaikos and the double with Panathinaikos, actually. Where was he all these years? Why isn't he yeah, coaching good, every season? Because yeah, good question. This, foo- this football is impressive. This football is impressive. He should be the coach for next season. 
Well, that's the thing because he was only he was only there till the end of this year. He's only signed up till the end of this season, so we'll see what yeah. happens there. Uh, Apostle. Yeah, maybe coaching Panathinaikos for a few years was enough, and he just went and retired in in, uh, in Crete because he's been gone for a while. Yeah, he has been gone for a while. Yeah, look, yeah, yeah you're probably right. Thinking, well, you know, I've had enough. I remember of he, he he took over Offie for a little bit, coaching them a couple years ago. I remember. Yeah, was- yeah, back in the third division, he got them promoted. To the exactly. second, yeah, and and he stopped in the second division. That was it, and then they went up the season after he and he actually got them promoted to the Super League. And then they hired a new coach. That's I think right, that's yeah. how it worked out. That's, yeah, I think that's what it was. Hey, yeah, yeah. yeah. Look, it's interesting. He's he's clearly a good coach. Knows his football. Um, played at the highest level for a Panathinaikos side at the time as well when they were killing it. Um, even played for the for Orfi back in the day when they were killing it before yeah. he uh, went across. Over there, so yeah. Look, it'll be interesting to see if he's the coach. Oh, if Orfi is smart, they would that would extend his deal. He's extend been... extend it right now. Extend it right now. Yeah, you look, can, even... you can see them. You'll see them contesting for a top six spot next season. Yeah, if okay. Neoplas is at the helm. As for us, you know, <laughs> practically relegated. I I was well, given yeah. the benefit of it. I was given a benefit of a doubt for Festa last week against Lamia because it was a draw. But we will, as Greg said last week. Um, Lucky not to lose. Lamia deserved to win. Don't know how they didn't put those chances away. But in this match, yes, we deserve to lose. It was just all over the place. Don't know, what Fe- don't know what Fest is thinking with these lineups. It's a it's a huge risk. Don't know what he's... I understand Pinakas. You know, he missed the penalty. But how do you, how long are you going to keep him on the bench for? Just because he missed the penalty. Yeah. It's, it's it's an interesting one, and you've got to you've got Volos and uh, Bus coming up, so it's not uh, it's going to be difficult for it's you guys. It's not easy. It's, it's not, not easy. easy. Yeah. If if we want to have any chance, we must win both games. It's no excuse. And they're very no winnable, excuse. you know, uh, because uh, you know that if anyone knows the Greek football by now, I can tell you Volos and um, Yanina are almost destined to lose the last two games as they are completely safe. Of yeah, relegation, and they've got nothing to prove. Yeah. So, in a way, it's actually good for you. You but you have to show up. I thought Larissa didn't show up in that first half against Orfi, and we're lucky just to be one 0 down. And I was a bit surprised. Same with the mm-hmm. same with the Lamia game. You're talking about lineups. Obviously, um, the coach is doing something wrong there because you guys were pretty good up until the last two uh, two games. Yeah, it's the it's I don't know. He's dropped some key players, and he's. I don't know. With Ben Hatira playing out wide, it's not a good look. He's usually good in the middle. Benakas, he can play anywhere. I don't know what Fest is thinking with these lineups. He's he's benched Benakas for some reason, and I, and I and I always pointed out with that penalty that he missed. How long is he going to keep him benched? It's it's ridiculous. Anytime he's on the pitch, anytime he's on a pinch, Benakas he produces and he helps yeah. the team move forward. Um, is there more to it? The center, yeah. ba- the, the center back um, partnerships has been changed. Yeah. Chosic, Chosic is starting, and he's not yeah. giving me confidence. Greg, can can you take him back? <laughs> take no, him no. back, we, please. We've got enough poor defenders at eight. Yeah, they get, they get, get Greg started. started. They get yeah. Greg started. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, the last the last two games must win if we want to if we want to stay up. And look, Olympia, uh, Olympia, of course, Orfi play Panathinaikos um, in the last round as well. So that's, I mean. You know, depending on what the points situation will be, there. Or if you obviously will want to try finish third last, so yeah, it's still open. It's still open for your boys yeah. there. So it'll be it'll be an interesting um, finish of the season. All right, last two matches: Atromitos hosted Lamia. Atromitos had their goalkeeper uh, Yaniotis sent off in the 33rd minute. 
um, and some substitutes, substitutions and changes around to get the lineup back into shape. Um, but Lamia couldn't capitalise on that, and it ended up nil or. And then Lamia yep. survived relegation. Okay, so that's that's official. That, that's official. Okay, that was know, enough. You would know that one, Michael, as well. <laughs> they can still drop to second last, though, can't they? If, no, if results don't go against them. No, official. They've survived. Oh. Yeah. Um, um, 32. No, they're four points. Because Panetolikos is 27 no, points. No, 27 points. Panetolikos yeah. can still get six points. Is it head to head? I don't know. Oh. But the, Panetolikos can still finish on 33 points and Lamia's on 32. That's right. Yeah. Mm. Right. Apostolos. Oh. Mm. I think Atromitos is the only one that's kind of still threatened, but that only if they lose their last two games. But. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a it's a bottom four there with yeah I believe or even Apollo, Apollo and Smithis as well. They're on thirty one points. Uh, they can't be relegated, but they can still finish thirteenth. If yeah, results. that's right. Yeah, thirteenth and play yeah. and yeah. get into the playoff. Playoff. Match. Yeah. Or play out, whatever you want to call it. Um, Volos and Apollon, speaking to them, they had a nil or draw there. Um, how'd your boy Ninis go? Great. Uh, he did all right, but um, Apollon was, it would be very devastated they didn't win this game and get a crucial uh, two yeah. points and be safe because uh, they dominated a very ordinary Volos team. Uh, and this is what I'm saying Volos and Yanana, they're completely safe. If you watch their games, they're not playing at the intensity. No, uh, that they a, they had that before when uh, things were interesting. Interestingly, interestingly enough, as well, Ninis has gone going back into the centre midfield role there. Um, yeah, and that's how I was confident. I was slightly confident for a win, but Volos didn't show up. Yeah, look, I, I really liked him playing in a deeper role there. I thought you know he can re he can re-energize and re-establish his career as a deep playing mid deep playing midfielder, but. Um, I think you'll find him back there once the new season starts. Yeah, look, the new season, and to be honest, you know, he had he had such a good season. I wouldn't have mind seeing him move on to a different club. But um, if he's happy, then that's the main thing for him there, I guess, at that stage of his career and what he's had to endure. All right, so table there: Volos uh, first on forty points, Bus thirty-five, Lamia thirty-two, Apollo on thirty-one, Atromitos thirty-one. Offi, uh, six spot there on 28 points. Panetolikos, 27. And Larissa, 24 points with uh, a couple matches to go there, gents. All right, so we'll go into the round, the Super League round. So it was the last one before um, that also splits into into two competitions. So, so many competitions that I can't even keep my can't even find them on my on my computer here, boys. All right, so um, the twenty fourth here. Where are we? Uh, sorry, gents. The whole system's gone gone berserk on me now. Are you looking for Super League Two? Super League Two. There we go. Sorry, sorry. I'm just glitching here. All right, so Super League Two. Um, Kadeskakis two one winners over. Uh, Rodos, Rodos actually took the lead in the 27th minute with the old Gil scoring. Um, but Kareskakis, uh, 28th minute straight after their goal, David Nazim, and in the 51st minute, Pantelis Teologu uh, got the winner for them. So they held on there. So the lowly uh, Kareskakis getting the win. Uh, Panahaiki, oh, sorry, there we go. Um, Apollon Larissa posted Ergotelis. Ergotelis, 3 0 winners. Tyrone Conrad double in the 21st and 56th minute, and then a Bukinis uh, 76th minute goal was the final touch for the Credence there, away from home. 
Doxa hosted Levadiakos, Levadiakos big phonio winners there. Uh, Marinos, um, Theocharis, uh, Kosti, and Boleto goals for the away side there, their 4-0 win. Um, the big match, well, the big match of the round, I guess you could say, well, one of them. Um, Ionikos hosted Kanya. Um, Ionikos got the lead in the 48th minute, um, there's Castro. 88th minute, Triantafilakos scored a goal and then got himself sent off. And then in the 95th minute, Carlinos for Kanya also got himself sent off. So that game stayed 1-1. Um, moving on, Trikala hosted Ofi, Nelo in that game. And Xanti hosted Panakaiki. Xanti got the win there, 4-0. Uh, goals to Kapnidis, Tatos, Kapnidis and Beka Mikeladze in the 82nd minute there. So the final standings in the Super League 2 before the splits into two groups, into the promotion and relegation group. Uh, only, of course, 47 points finished on top. Xanti, 41 points. Levadia, of course, 41. Ergotelis, 36. Kanya, 35. Uh, Rodos took that last spot, snuck in there on 30 points. Apostolos, second favourite team, Panakaiki, just missed out on 29 points. Um, Tricala, 24. Apollon Larissa, 24. Doxa, 21. Kareskakis, 16, and Ofi, 13. So that Super League now the breaks into two groups. I believe that uh, from tonight, European time, um, they're going to start kicking off their round. Is that correct, Michael? Yes. Yes, very good. Okay. And um, interesting with Xanthi, yes. the, the so-called Xanthi fans are awfully silent. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Well, there you go. Anyway, and their uh, former coach uh, apparently fielded many European offers uh, around the, uh, around the <laughs> yeah. league, uh, but decided... He settled come... on the A-League, eh? Yeah, but he yeah, settled... He, uh, he came back to Australia and settled on the A-League. Where, coach the team uh, coming uh, last. Coaching the team that's coming dead last. But it's okay because they don't get relegated in Australia. So <laughs> yeah. Of course. <laughs> only, only the professional clubs can play you can, in the, you can the get, A-League. You can come last and still be a super-duper coach. That's anyway, fair. forget about him. All right. Uh, <laughs> Greek Cup, that's coming up as well. All right, uh, Stephen, Olympiakos, pass, 1-1. One, one. What do we need to do to progress, mate? Come on, pass. I won't have any of that, Greg. <laughs> 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 at, the very, at the very least, Olympiakos need a nil-nil draw because then we go through an away goal thanks to Hassan's world-class uh, overhead yeah. kick from the first leg. Um it's going to be a tough game because I've lo- I looked at all the games we played at, against Bas this season. We we haven't scored more than one goal against them in in each match we played them, so it's a real real slogger against Bas. They're really a tough nut team to for us to play against. Yeah. Um, like I said though, the ties in our favour. We are at home. We're starting to look a lot more fluid. I feel like it's going to be this is the game that we've been building up to now that we've wrapped up the title. Um, and I think if it wasn't us playing them, I would want Bus to get to the final as well because they've not, never been to the final and it would be a massive milestone for them. And there's a there's obviously a potential for a giant killing, but I'm I'm confident that Olympiagos will go through. Yeah, Apostolo, if you're a Pasianina fan, what do they need to do to win? I actually don't want them to win because if they win <laughs> in the Greek Cup, then I'd taste Panathinaikos out of it completely. That was my next question. But I... you're, you're not catching fourth, Apostolo, so you might as well keep a pass. 
I don't know. I, honestly, I think if they got, <laughs> I'm still having my hopes up, but probably not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, we'll move on. Yeah, look, I think Olympiacos are going to win comfortably. I think with all the rotation that uh, Martins has been doing in the squad, I believe that he's just going to put out his strongest team out there and, for the first half anyway, and try to get the job done and, and look to do some substitutions there. Um, following match, Bulk, 1-0 winners over Aik. Greg, what do your boys need to do to overturn that result? I don't know if I want us to overturn it. That's how the that's the situation. Um, uh, look, we can overturn this. Bulk is not in great form at the moment. I think we're in slightly better form. Um, we have lost our best player, Levy Garcia, unfortunately, for this game. However... I would love to see unsatisfied start up front um, and um, Tankovic on the left and Albanis actually play on the right. Albanis has been in super form for us. However, I've noticed um, every time he gets himself in a good position, he's been playing on the left. He's always cutting into his right. His preferred foot is the right foot. And he keeps putting himself in a position where he can't take that, that great shot that he puts himself in uh, when he's on the left. When he, he Then he cuts onto the right and the defenders get in his way. Yep. Um, so I'd love to see that with uh, Mandalos and Galanopoulos playing both in the middle with Simanski. I think if that happens, we can we can actually do something and have Macharias on the bench to come on if uh, either Albanis or Tankovic uh, are not firing on all cylinders. So um, I'm really keen to see this game. I think we can do something. But again, like we just have such a terrible record in these big games with uh, Jimenez in charge. Uh, just And then you got our defence, which is... Uh, uh, as strong as uh, the last, oh, as an A League team, let's say. Um, so we can do it. We just we got to play ninety minutes, play strong, um, and you know just just muscle up in defense and yeah. maybe work on some set pieces at training so we can actually make something out of the twenty corners that we win every game. Yeah, Apostle. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask Greg because it seems like since Galanopoulos came back, they look like a completely different team with him. I. I think he makes that much of a difference. I mean, even with the Greek national team when he was playing, you think he's made a difference lately? Huge difference. Huge difference. He really, he's fantastic at doing, you know, the defensive dirty work by going forward, which um, we have struggled with. Kristicic 100%. He's, he's not much of an attacking threat. Simanski uh, has always been good at that, but with Manolo, he hasn't been as dynamic as he as he was when he first came with us under Carrera, uh, whereas Galanopoulos has been consistent since his injury like you know when the next ethnic games come up he has to be there because he's he's scoring as well he's assisting he's been everywhere so um huge difference and he's going to be a big boost for us in this game um just on a side note there greg and i mean you you, you've talked a lot about uh garcia and his inability to win matches and how you might not think he's the right coach for you guys and we hear this week that you guys have signed judah garcia or you, or you're looking at signing him. I mean, and I had a, um, I had a bit of a back and forth with um, at Mass Loves four four two, you know. And after we stopped taking the piss out of each other with our clubs, it, you know, it was in a grants. Like, you know, these signings are leaving a lot to be desired for. But is it the coach, or is it going back, you know, to the owners? Um, it's not been said who who's behind this. Um, the only thing that's been said is in regards to Garcia. If we, I mean, when I read that he's been dropped by an Indian club in the second division in India, mm. that kind of um, you know threw some whiskey all over my hopes of uh, what this sorry guy to, can actually sorry be. Sorry to jump in. Yeah, it's, yes. it's that if he had a good proposal from Europe, he'd accept it. That's why he got released. That was the clause right. in his contract. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it wasn't performance based. 
No, it was just that oh, okay. he had a good offer from Europe. Well, that's good. He gets released. That's great. Yeah. Okay. Um, I do know in regards to transfers for Ajax, uh, oh, God, uh, Panayotis Kone and Stathis Tabladidis are in, um, in various parts of Europe, I, I think France and um, Spain, potentially. I think it was definitely France and another country. They're in looking for transfer targets. So Stathis Tabladidis a scout for you guys? Yes. He, brought, oh. he got brought in uh, at the start of the year. Okay. Mm, there you go. There you go. So well, he was a big offseason for us. We'll see he was, he was, a, decent, he was a decent enough defender, and he should be he able was. to spot uh, the issues that you guys are having in your back line there. Absolutely. Uh, Stephen, did you want to say something before, mate? Yeah, just quickly. I've, I was looking at the uh, Greek Cup final finalists of well, for each finalist, and um, I found it fascinating that I have reached five in a row, and this could be the sixth, Greg. Like you won, you won in 2016, <laughs> and then you got to the 2017, 2018, 2019, 2025. Yeah. So this is why I said I've got mixed feelings about this because if we beat, if we do the miracle and beat Park and then play Olympiacos in the final, we're going to lose. Um, so I don't know if we can take that type of heartbreak and I fucking carry on in the week ahead after that. Uh, it'd, it'd be it'd be yeah. more of a heartbreak if you made the final and, and somehow Pasiani now we're in the final and you lost. Oh, that I'd would be worse. Love, oh. <laughs> I'll take that. I'll take that. Well, of course, it would be it would be I'll, devastating, but boy, would I take that. Yeah, As in, play Pass in the final, not the result. Yeah, okay, yeah. About. I was going to say, because yeah, Pass in Europe is like a thromitus, man. I never want to see that kind of stuff. So, um, well, look, you know what? They've never been there, so maybe they Look, not. they've been playing. They've been no, playing. They, uh, until they, the last few weeks, they were playing really good football. So, um, who knows? But, you know, well, their I, whole I season, because of, because of the way this season started, and they started late, I believe they, it was all interrupted. So, you never know if they get a good preseason, fix, plug some holes that they need to plug around and fix up. They, they, they were an impre- they were an impressive side, to be honest. For my, yeah. for me this year, probably one of the better ones of the, uh, of the of the also Reds. Um, speaking of fuss, they got a proposal to update their stadium. Uh, it's looking fantastic. All the the little photo that was put up. Um, I had a bit of a chuckle there. Not us, not us on um, Facebook. Guys, can't wait for this to be ready for use in 2050. Will be amazing. So uh, I saw Greg have a bit of a laugh. A few people had a bit of a laugh, but um, look, it's good. It's good that at least there's proposals. I mean, Greg, what do you think? Oh, look, like you said, 100%. And Pass yeah. is doing some good things lately. I, 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 was, I was talking about it in the chat. I, I mean, I, I've never been a fan of their stadium, and I think they no. deserve a lot better than that. The ground has been a lot better than what it used to be. It used to be a ground that was constantly chopped up after a few games and it was just a nightmare to play football on. Um, but they deserve, they've been doing some really good things lately. They deserve a, a better stadium. They've got a nice grandstand mm. on the TV end, but the rest of the stadium is it needs a huge upgrade. Yeah, well, they're yeah, saying... Th- yep, sorry, so, I thought Speaking of that, I think this week they, they were just... Uh, they just had an article that was saying they were actually going to... Uh, to fix a lot of stuff within the stadium and the field and everything, and it's definitely yeah. That's so the main focus. So they yes. want to yeah. So they want to replace the playing field, improve the seating, do some renovation in the stands, new locker rooms, a gym, restaurant, cafes, and a museum. So, look, the idea well, is good. Um, you know, let's it's good that a lot of the great clubs are starting to see the potent the income poten- uh, the income potentials that are there with things like museums and restaurants and cafes Absolutely. at the stadium. Yeah. We just need the fans to. Know, be civilized it. and not, um, you know, when things are going, Spot on. don't think go, things don't go great, they start, you know, bashing everything, you know, vi- you know, violating 
or the the things that people have worked so hard for. So yeah, the, but the we fans also, need to own we also it as well. need the EPA not to be like, oh, someone threw a flare, you're banned from your stadiums closed. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Stephen, I know. Um, I know. Obviously, that you know the the first you know concept pictures they're showing. There's blue light emanating from oh, this brand new super stadium. If to me, it looks just more like bus are going to have make a motor around their stadium. <laughs> It, it, it looks like it looks it, more like a moat. If, if there's any Aussies uh, that well, there's plenty of Aussies listen to it. It looks like Lakeside Stadium or whatever South Melbourne player with the blue track around it. So it looks like it, they've got the blue running track around it as well. So uh, look, good on them. I hope they do it. Offie's also been putting out photos of plans that they're uh, doing and upgrades at their stadium as well. So um, oh. you know, long may it continue. All right, um, we're going to hit some Greeks abroad here. Two players that we're going to talk about, um, and we'll go to Michael first. Uh, Duvikas heading to Utrecht. Very good move. I love it. What, it's was, a, it, it's... what was the fee? Was there a... Okay. Um, most reports were saying 1 million. Some reports were saying exceeding 1 million. So I got yep. the real figure. It's 1.2 million euros. And Asteras, his former club um, of Duvikas, get 50% of that money. That's the sell-on clause that yep. they had in the deal. So they were the third party in the transfer. 50%. Um, yeah. Um, good move. I love it. I hope he does well in the Netherlands. Um, Utrecht is a good team. Um, they're currently seventh in a conference league position in the Eredivisie. Um, so we could, um, by an we could potentially see Duvikas in Europe next season. That's a good move. Good move for him. I'm all yeah. for it. Yep. Yeah, it's, it is a fantastic move there. Um, now I'll go to you, um, Apostolo here. Yep. Sorry, did you want to say something about Duvikas? Yeah, I was just going to say it's great to see someone like Duvikas, who Astero, speaking of last year, didn't play him even for in one match. Not even at all. Not at, at all. all. Yeah, he didn't play at all. And he's a perfect example. And he, he went to a team on loan. You know, he's one of the top goal scorers, and now he's got to move to to, the, to Holland, which I think he'll do great in because he's he's physical enough to hold up the ball, but he, but he's got pace, and he, you know, I think he'd be, he'll be really good in the Dutch league. I think he's. And, really and, it's, and it's interesting how um, a lot of these Dutch clubs, you know, the mid-level clubs, obviously not the big ones, but the mid-level clubs are seeing the interest and seeing the talent that these young Greeks that um, are showing because they're giving them opportunities. So. Um, it's not a it's not a bad move for a lot of these young Greek guys to try to jag themselves a club a move to a, a club in Holland there. Um, now speaking of a uh, a young guy that's made the wrong move, uh, Zagaritis he's moved to Parma, which was mind-boggling to begin with. Um, hasn't uh, gone to plan. He's hard to get in any game time, if any at all. Um, they're looking like they're getting relegated. It, it almost stinks of like a Ninis move there where you had options and he should have probably stayed. Um, yeah. Apostolo, you're very um, critical of this move to begin with because he was one of those stars that you saw coming through. I mean, what, what does he have to do now to get himself back into action? He's ruled out returning to Greece as well. Yeah, I mean, once he said he was leaving, it was pretty much, you didn't see him coming back to the Greek League for a while, but it just seemed crazy that he played a few good games and went to Parma, and I mean... Of all clubs. Everyone was hoping, yeah, everyone was hoping he'd do good, but he's a, he's a perfect example of, some, you know, they really, you can't just jump at the first chance, you really have to, you know, and Baganidis is an even better example, because he went to Inter Milan, and he's, he doesn't know where he's going to go in his career now, I mean... 
he has he changed his agent. I mean, these kids really. That's it's tough. Yeah. It'd be almost thinking that they're just listening to their agents and their agents saying, "Look, yeah. listen up, and of course you're probably getting five thousand euros a week or whatever. Um, I'll get you a deal at Palmer for twenty five thousand euro, whatever they get. I don't know. I'm just pulling figures out. So they just take it. But it's so detrimental to their career. I mean, both of them, um, Vagianis and uh, Zagaritis, they're, they're going to have to reestablish and rebuild their career from the age of 20. It's silly. Stephen? Yeah, this this move just stinks of when Ninis went to Parma because Parma obviously fought just... all to, 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 to get all the way back to the first two. They did a decent last season. Then me must have thought, oh, you know, they're not a top, top team like they were, but, you know, they're still a consistent Serie A team now. And look where they are. They've been woeful this season. Um, uh, it was just such a poor move. I, I, and maybe it's not, we don't know, but maybe it wasn't entirely his kind of decision. Maybe it was partially his agent saying, right, you're going to go Syria now, you know, massively you get paid much more money. It's just poorly orchestrated and, and it's just failed. I'll tell you what, if, if, if these guys are, are being forced, I don't believe they're being forced. I just think they're, they're just, they're just poor. They're just, they're, they're not smart. They're just making really dumb decisions. Um, Apostle? I think you guys are spot on. I think the agents push them and, you know, make them believe that they can make it. But I, I think, you know, sometimes I have to be realistic. I mean, these guys don't even start for Panathinaikos. Well, that's they, right. Yeah. Or they barely do, and they think they're going to start for Parma or Inter. I mean, that's not really realistic. I think yeah. someone like Kutupias, who went to Endela, which is a Serie B team, and who's kind of developed slowly and, you know, is a team that plays young players, that makes more sense. That, I mean... Even for you know, like say Cabetz was was linked to Ben what Ben Benavito, I forget the name of the Syria team. Even that would make sense because that's a smaller club that, you know, doesn't have a lot of expectations and you know, I mean it's just a matter of the choices they make. It's just interesting how they don't establish themselves, like you said, in Greek football, in the Greek league even get themselves like 15, 20, 30, 25 matches as starters and as players. And then they go to Parma and then they think they're going to become, you know. They believe their own hype. Well, they believe their own hype. And, and the manager, obviously, like you're saying, like you guys are saying, you know, make them believe their own hype. But ultimately, these players should be smart enough to look around and yeah. say, listen, if I can't get into a team um, where there's, you know, a 32-year-old French journeyman in the position over me, well, you know, like, what what do you think I'm going to get into a like Palmer? It just doesn't make sense. Greg, I mean, what do you think? It just no, oh, you've summed it up quite well. Go to a club where you're going to get realistic game game time, but uh, you know, we don't see the ins and outs. It would have been good to see how the agent put it forward to the to the player to go to a place like Palmer what his possibilities were to, to make the starting lineup, who was in front of him, and adding all that up to see how he was going to get his opportunities. So there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, detail like that that I would have loved to, to see what, what goes on and what's proposed, how the proposal has been put forward to him. And, you know, but at the same time, is there realistic chances of the guys not taking him? Um, you know, there's a, a lot of questions that uh, we can't answer to see what's really going on. But to Apple's point, you know, you should be going somewhere that's realistic, but I would have thought the agent would also be sort of pointing out what the path is and how they're going to get to get, get in the first team of Palmer. And if not, and if not, at least, sorry, Apostle, yeah. and if not, are there, you know, have you put clauses in your contract where you can get loaned out for, for nominal fees and all that kind of stuff? Mm. Yeah. Apple? 
there's so many odd things here because uh, even with Baganidis, I think Vrizos, from all the people who should know about Greek football, and you know, he's the one that he was his agent, and he's the one that took him to enter. So, you know, it's it's kind of ironic sometimes. It's like, you know, you think they, they you think they'd advise the kids well, but sometimes it's uh, they think more as agents. Than, they think more as agents because they probably line their pockets. I mean, and Baganidis at least got the move out to a Belgian club, to a club in Belgium, sorry, and and still didn't do anything. So. Um, I think Michael they, called it that he would never play there. Yeah, look, yeah, me, I okay, did. But but the coach, <laughs> in fairness, uh, I'm not supporting the coach either in this. Um, but in fairness, the coach was there, and it's not like the player got there and then the coach came afterwards. The coach was there, and then the player came in. So he obviously would have had a had a say in that loan move. So, yeah. But, yeah. but I think it. I mean, we, we say that too, but in the Greek league, I mean, you see Alexandropoulos, Pinakas, you know, Jolis. As soon as a young Greek player makes a mistake, you know, the fans are all over him. It's, yeah. it's just the whole environment in Greek football is really bad when it oh, comes it's to, to it's toxic for players. the young guys. Yeah, no, it is, and that's why a lot of the young guys don't make it, um, or yeah. if they do make it, you know, they have to get out of Greece at a young age, which. Something that Pablo Garcia said, I think, on the weekend that we have to protect the young players. Something that I, was, I think that he said in a press conference, and I think that's what he meant by you know he's been he said he's having Solis on the bench lately, and well he's played he's played a lot of games this season and yeah need to give him a rest. But anytime he's played Solis recently, he's being criticised heavily by the media and along with other young players as well. From other teams, it's yeah, that it, has to stop. It, it's a toxic environment sometimes yeah. for these young guys, and whether they can handle it or not, because everyone wants to see, you know, everyone wants to see them become superstars. But then also, you know, the minute they stuff up, everyone wants to be the first person to knock him, knock the individual yeah. as well, which doesn't yeah. help. Um, look, we'll see how we go. We'll see how they all go. Then, all right, um, yeah, Michael. Uh, just to bring up an, a player that Apo mentioned, Kutsupias. Uh, he's been looked at by Sassuolo. What do you think of that? That'd, that'd be a great move for him. That's a perfect team for him, actually. Yeah, they're they're they're, they're an established CDR side, so it could be an interesting but move for him. Yeah, they develop players well, and I think in midfield that that'd be perfect for him yeah. and for a yeah. team. I think. Yep. All right, fellas. Well, we're coming to the uh, back end of the podcast here, so we've got a few questions that were put to us. Um, from Greek Invaders Football um, at Greek Invaders so if you don't know who they are they look at um, I'll read their bio there an account and blog dedicated to the Greeks playing professional football in Syria and Syria in Italy so good little account there give them a follow they've got heaps of information um, but their question to us thoughts thought and question the relegation group has one auto drop position and the one relegation qualified position. Would expanding those two positions to three, one auto, two qualifications, or two auto, one qualification, bring more meaningful and suspenseful football to the end of the football season? Greg, I'll go to you first. So they're saying to actually extend the teams to... So instead of just one one up, one down, uh, maybe bring maybe two up automatically mm. and one qualification or, or one up with two qualifications and so on there. Oh, I have to think about that. Um, oh, I don't know. <laughs> I think that's, a, that's a big one. Um, I, I, I would like to say that with, with 16 teams, to be honest, uh, 
I don't know with foreign teams if that would, um, I mean, that would mean, I guess that means Ladis and Panetolikos would be gone and Atromitos and Ophi would go in a playoff. I mean, it's not a bad idea. It'd probably add a bit more spice to the playoffs, which um, we can see, you know, you, you're seeing that as the, the playoffs go on, uh, Volos and Yanina, they're not, they're, they're just, they're out there just, play, you know, they're not playing with the same intensity that we've seen mm. in the other weeks because they've got nothing to play for. Um, and Asteras has got hardly anything to play for either. Um, well, look, it's, it's something that could potentially uh, pick up the pace um, in the in the Greek game, especially in the last few weeks. We've seen a lot of games drop in intensity. So yeah. it could help with that. Uh, Apple? I think that might help, but at the same time, I, I think the system's fine now. I mean, with the second yeah. team going in the playoff, I think that works. Yeah. 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 Steven? It might make it a bit more competitive for a, a couple more teams trying to stay up. But I, I think at the end of the day, you're still going to get one or two teams who are just at the top of that relegation group no, with no worry of being, going down. And obviously they can't attempt to make a run for Europe because they're in the relegation group. So I feel like it may make a slight change, but I don't think it's going to be impactful enough to make that relegation playoff group like competitive from start to finish. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what do you think? Um, no, I'm fine with the current system. Yeah, I think yeah. 14 teams and one going down is enough. I mean, if it, if it's the Cypriot League where four teams are getting relegated, I mean that that's different. <laughs> look, I, I, look, if if my opinion counts on anything, I think it'd be a good idea if it was a 16 team competition and we didn't split it into two groups. So yeah. we just had 16 yeah, teams like all playing. Because the thing is, right, and we look at if we go back to what we see now, Volos and Pass. You know, they were having half-decent seasons, and we don't know what would have happened in the second half of this season. They may have gone on a nice little run and jagged, you know, a couple more wins to get themselves put up in a higher position up the table there. We don't know, and it gives them more of an incentive, I think, to play football till the end, knowing that you're going to be playing bigger teams and potentially being able to knock off. You know, how good would it be for Bas to be able to knock off, you know, Bauk from finishing second or knock off Olympiakos, um, you know, or for Larissa to be able to knock off one of the big boys to stay up and that kind of stuff. Whereas now it doesn't give them an incentive. So, but if you have it to 16 teams with three teams or two teams going down, I think it, it creates more of a competition there. Steve? I agree with you guys. I am more in favour of a traditional league format and I, I liked it when it was 16 teams and it was just straight up regular season the whole time. You know, you play everyone and that's, and it's, the league's done. I think my one problem is though, I, it was just from in the penultimate kind of years of that regular league format, you just saw so many teams unstable financially and they would all go down and it made relegation almost pointless anyway because you'd always already have one or two teams who are mathematically relegated because of financial issues and maybe maybe that's what was that partially why this system was brought in to kind of bring a bit more stability and it, finances to the, yeah, the teams it, I yeah, don't it, know. Was, it was brought in because teams are going bust left right and center just, and, just uh, one example of that thing. just one example of that Stephen. it was iraq Lis, i think four years ago exactly they were they were above the relegation zone and levaviakos was there they were confirmed relegated until iraq Lis said they just went bust, and then Levadiakos stayed for another season in the Super League. Mm. That's what happened. Yes, yeah, so it's it's to it's to preserve clubs from going bust and whatnot and all that. But and it's 
it's the also I think it's the preserved clubs from not overspending. So say like you go to let's say a um, a Pasianina who are never gonna well not never but you don't know, know that they're gonna finish above where they they did finish. So they're not gonna try to match or not match but spend above their means. So the idea of splitting the league into two and and having the best of the best and the best of the rest has merit I guess but it also just kind of look it sucked to be one it sucked to follow a team in that bottom group to be honest and and especially a team like Wallace or Pass if you're a fan of those two teams you'd be like what am I what am I supporting like what am I watching the A-League you know like you know you can't do anything you're not you're not winning anything you're not going to get relegated so what am I doing like you want fans to come into the stadium you're not going to get fans in that in that setting there Greg well, to that last point, George, I don't know if we can really say that. I mean, I would have loved to have seen these playoffs. But one day, I hope to see this the system that we're using now with fans. I think, uh, in my opinion, I think the top, the 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 play playoffs, the big league would actually suffer more because fans will be over the. I think I really think the fans will just um, be over. I don't want to see. I don't want to play with the derbies. Love- the derby. I love oh. watching Panathinaikos play play them twice. I don't want playing them four yeah. times. Get That's out right. Of yeah, here, man. yeah. Like, you know. But I would be very curious to see what the relegation group would look like in terms of uh, crowd support. We that's a it's a uncharted territory, and I, that's the one thing I would have loved to see. I think I mean really I would have loved to see these playoffs and playouts with crowds in general to see what the reaction was. Um, but I actually think the bottom league potentially i mean i could be totally wrong as well there could be no fans showing up at all but i think there might be some some interest there just to see you know the lamias who've done quite well quite well and ladisos in the position that they are you know the fans getting behind them to, to push them so they can save relegation you would look and at Orfie's a team you would team like you look you would look at a team like Orfi, for instance who are going on a nice little run after they finally sacked their coach you can kind of see the fans would want to pack out the stadium there in crete and it yeah. up, because now you know an ex-hero of theirs is back and he's coaching and they're winning games and playing nice football but can you really see volos getting a crowd more than no. what they get already no you know, no which wasn't no, no. Isn't, no. Yeah. No, the disease, no. Yeah, so I don't know. Apple. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was gonna say, I do miss say like IL fans maybe, you know, giving Kuyas a hard time or something like that. Yeah, I think they're gonna go there to support them. They're gonna go there and abuse them. They're gonna go there and abuse them, probably get matches called off uh, because they've been tearing the place yeah. down. So Doc's points gone. Yeah. So look, Greek invaders footy, it's a great question, man. And you got us thinking maybe we can uh, we'll expand on it more in the off season when we've got some topics to uh, go through there. So uh next question from Yango Christodoulakis. Uh did Duvigas make the right choice going to Utrecht? Should he have gone to a team like Aik Pao? Pauk or Aris? No, Olympiakos, Yango. Anyway. Um... Now, come on now. When was the last? When was the last time they produced a Greek player? I want everyone to answer that. Who Aris? Yeah. When was the last time they brought up a prospect? The goalie. Uh, what was his name? Yeah. Who was the goalkeeper? That uh... he was. He started a couple of games like ten years ago. No. Nah, He's the only I'm, one. I'm thinking of someone else. All right, Michael. Okay, guys. The Udis. The Udis. The Udis. There you go. There you go. Did he play for him? He did. Yeah. He did. When he got called. Like, he got it? called up. He got called up for the ethnic gear in the in Aris season that got relegated. Huh, there you go. Yeah. They are, they are giving Manos a fair go. 
Yeah, yeah. Manos is getting a run, and he's probably starting to shine since uh, Mitroglou came in. So maybe he's, you know, getting the uh, style his boots or something from five years ago. Um, Apostol. Yeah, I was going to say, Yakumakis is a good example. Well, he went to Ike when he was around the same age, and he disappeared for like four years. So, I, don't, I mean, I don't know what the right choice is, but I don't. I think it's good that he left the Greek League, honestly. Yeah, look, it's not a bad. Look, he's got him leaving the Greek League for a team like Utrecht. He's going to be a starter there. Um, so, okay. he's got it all in front of him. So, I guess Younger will, will, will find out, mate, if it's, um, if it's the right move or not. Um, Fat Bury at Fat Bury thoughts on how well the two sides from Rodos are doing Michael the Agoras just scraped into the playoffs yes, just over uh, um, Apostolos boys yeah and I think the other one is AS Rodo I think they're the color of green yep in, and they're in the football league I believe I'm not sure how they're performing um, they're doing good they and in, in, in the preseason they went after Ninis. The, oh, wow. yes, yeah, they did. Yeah. They did too. Yeah, look, uh, yeah. Rodos in the football league, uh, top of the table on thirteen points, seven I games, mean, goal difference of four, thirteen points. Flying. Not bad, not bad. Yeah. I mean, they have ambitions to go in the top level, so good luck to them. Yeah, look, Fabiuri, I know you. Um, I think you're from the UK, if I remember, and you you love the island there of uh, Rhodes. So, um, yeah, look, hopefully those two teams go good for you. All right, last question from uh, Fetanos at Fetanos. Um, has Socrates been the best centre-back in Super League after joining in January? Steve, has he been the best centre-back in the Greek League since January? On form, probably. You think so? Maybe, yeah. Maybe it's a slow start in the first kind of three or four games, yeah. but uh, especially, especially during and post the Arsenal games, he, he's been pretty excellent. Yeah. I have, he hasn't really put a foot wrong, to be honest. Looking at this, um, I'm really, really happy with him. Yeah. No, I agree. I think he's he's been a he's he's been consistent. He's been solid. Um, you know, he's probably and I say solid and consistent because that's uh, even in the big teams we haven't seen uh, maybe Rose from Addis, but. Uh, I think he's been he's been probably the, the, the one a great buy and he's done great in Greece. Yeah, mm. yeah. Michael Apostolo. No, I agree. I agree. Yeah. I probably. I reckon. Yeah. I reckon if you give him a, I reckon if he came to Olympiakos at the start of the season, he'd be assured that in the team of the season, definitely. He'd be making the ethnic your mother. You reckon? <laughs> We won't go there. John, John, John Fanske. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Apostolo, what do you reckon? Yeah, I was thinking, he has been great. Yeah. Who else is there, really? Maybe Sigenfeld and, and Egenson? Yeah, has yeah, been good. Um, <laughs> uh, look, I think he spent so much time away from away from Greece playing at the highest level, that, and he's still young. He didn't come right. back here as a 35-year-old, so I think he's just, it's child's play this league for him, especially in... Um, Especially outside of the uh, the big clubs, so it'll be interesting to see. Um, with the rumours saying that Manolas wants to come back to Greece sooner rather than later, so I dare say once his Napoli contract will uh, expire. Um, yeah, just season, just, just quickly as well before, because we uh, we did the podcast last week. Thoughts on the uh, Siovas interview, Greg? 
What did you did you catch uh, it? And what did you think? I, I caught it. Um, look, I'm one of the the I think few that actually think I think he's got great points. Uh, you know, uh, um, the, yeah. the the Greek players that we've got playing in defence now, 100% could have um, uh, developed uh, playing under some of the more experienced and much much better players. Um, you know, this. You know, he he said that there was. Uh, an agenda to get him out uh, out of there, which doesn't surprise me because what we've seen with Juan Ship is people we've got a strong character. Uh, they're not afraid to speak their minds. Are getting outed, uh, so it, if it it all makes sense to me. The interesting thing that came out of the interview that what kind of read in between it was that the people within the coaching system or whatever were were fishing for players to make silly comments to give them a reason to get rid of them i mean apostolo did you get did you get an opportunity to listen to that interview oh yeah i did and i i thought it was kind of strange to say that it, they almost kind of had it out for him i don't think that's necessarily the case i think any any player that calls out his coach the way he did would have probably got benched i, I think it it was probably harsh that he they completely got rid of him. And I think we could use Siovas. Even Manolas, I watched play today, and I'm not the biggest fan of his, but he oh, looked pretty good. Him, you can say you hate him. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> I do hate him. <laughs> but he looked good, and I could understand people's argument. But, you know, defense usually isn't our problem. So, I, I, you know, I, I don't really get stuck on that too much. But. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, what did you think of that interview, man? Uh, just to continue what Apple was saying, um, but the thing is, I was all for the Siovas exclusion, but I think Siovas mentioned in the interview that he was not talked about it, what he said in the post-match against Kosovo, um, about being excluded. I don't think he was, I don't think John Van Skip approached him about no, those well, comments, I... and, he, um, and he had to announce this on national television. I, I find that disgusting and embarrassing. Um, this is not what a coach should do. Um, sure, sure, sure. Like that's almost what he said. You know, he could have said it a different way, but it's not as bad. It's not as bad as what what the media are making out to be, or and other people as well. But you, you as a coach, need to have conversations with players and stop setting agendas and stick to your narrative about this project that you're trying to build. Because well, well, it's it, to me this to me the ethnic gear is. It's the same under Skippy, under Anastasiadis, and now under John Van Skip. It's still a poison chalice. Mm. Yeah. The the issue that I take with all of that is that um, Van Ship has been found out to be not saying the truth when he says I've spoken to players, and then players are coming out saying, "Well, no, he hasn't spoken to us," but he's gone on national television like saying, Socrates. Yeah, and he's going on and saying, "Oh, you like know, Socrates with that if, interview with." Well, even Manola said, "Oh, he told us after the match where we had the draw, um, who was I don't even know that long ago." Oh, look, guys, have a break. I'm just going to try out some other players, and then I'll get you back. Um, and then he never heard from him again. It's like, well, you know, and then things saying, "Oh, I'm, you know, I'm trying to get him in or whatever. I'm excluding him." Like, you you don't know what the truth is, and the coach just talks in tongues as well, where you don't even know what he's trying to get out of. You, you, you there's no clarity from what he's trying to say. I supported him when he made all these moves, but now I don't the, support him at all, and I'd like to see just, the back of him, to be quite honest. Just, just that word, George, clarity. I did a blog on that last year. I think it was between the Austria friendly. I did yep. mention one of the things. Clarity is what we're looking for, and we still haven't seen clarity from John Van Skip, and this is why I'm losing my trust in him. Yeah. If not, I've lost all trust. Yeah. Stephen, you had your hand before? Yeah, what... 
worries me, one of the things that worries me the most out of this interview is that it's not only the shadiness of Drum Van Ship not being direct with what he's saying and maybe saying one thing and then acting on another thing. It's more that there's apparently problems with the backroom staff as well. The backroom staff are the ones that are poking and prodding and also saying um, like, oh, this, like, allegedly, because of the, Yeah, it's all alleged, allegedly. Yeah, yeah, yeah allegedly. Yeah, I'm not like, a lawyer, oh, I'm not a lawyer be, so I can't look after yeah, you. Yeah, like this guy should be looked at, this guy should be targeted, this guy shouldn't play if he says a certain thing. Like that's worrying because no matter who the ethniki and Zagorangis bring in, if that continues, then it was never going to, ch- things are never going to change. You're still going to have people maybe change, uh, like changing pe- what people say in the media or just just always searching and searching t- for a reason to get rid of these players. And um, yeah, that's, that's a worrying thing because it just, it's a rotten thing to have in a, in a, fo- in a football team of nas- in nas- internationally or just in club football as well. Well, he said that there was a hit list of some sort of players that were marked never to play again. And they yeah, slowly... Fortunis was on there apparently. Yeah, and Fortunis was on there as well. And that's why you see back in an interview when he was prodding Fortunis, Fortunis and saying to him about his club, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And then Fortunis just straight batted it back and just said, look, I, I love Greece, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to try my best for him. Thinking about that post all this, when you're hearing all this information afterwards, you're thinking to yourself, man, this guy was like fishing for him to just say something so he can ban him from the squad. And then, you know, and then everyone can say it. No one can ever say, well, you know, he's banned from the squad, so Bacasetas is the man. I don't know. Apostolo. Yeah, I was going to say, he's literally fishing right now because there were pictures of him like a week ago back in <laughs> there Holland. You there you go. <laughs> the bloody fisherman. With, with her, you know, with the assistants doing the scouting in Greece. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. There you go. So you yeah. must be you must be looking for Greek players and thinking, oh yeah, I can definitely bench him. Well, the, the, and then, and it goes back. If we, I mean, just jokes aside, and Greg, it goes back to this where you know early on in his time when he came in, he goes, I'm gonna I'm gonna go look far and wide, and if there's a kid or if there's a talented player with any type of Greek. Um, passport or whatever we can get a passport in him and he and he started looking at guys in like Vasilidis and um and Baldock which you know apparently still you, happening, well you know but, the, but that's not even him uh, apparently that was all Konstantinidis I mean he was the one with you know with the background in Germany and he was the one which it, which which, which then gives us again who's who's coaching this side and and yeah. who and th- we just got all these gutless wonders that are scared to just say their word. That's why give me like Santos, Rehangel, you know King Otto, the, the guy didn't care, man. He just said it as it was, and and that's yeah. it. He lived and died by his decisions, and we were successful. We won the European Cup with him. So that that documentary is coming out soon as well. I'm very looking. It is. It's going to be a great little doco. Look, guys, um, Greg. I don't know. Final word. I uh, just got uh, some news, guys. Uh, there's a company called Grassform who will be um, uh, upgrading all of the stadiums in the Greek Super League for next season. So all the we should be seeing some really nice fields uh, all around the. Uh, and this has been um, approved from the, the, the board of directors of the Super League. So um, some good things, uh, positive things for the next season, uh, which might be connected to what Barcelona is doing as well. That's fantastic. Beautiful, beautiful. Yes, Apostle. That's a great thing if you if you add that with 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 uh, obviously we don't know what's going to come of it with this or with because uh, um, of course Zagorakis went to UEFA and and was speaking to him about fixing uh, ethnic Yomadas. Yes, 
stadium and stuff. And oh, those would be huge steps to fixing some things about Greek football. At least. So well, there was, a, there was a report that Michael shared um, and uh, with regards to funding. And there, there's millions of dollars of or sorry, not dollars, euros of funding available for Greece, but we're not except, well, we haven't put a proper proposal in for UEFA or FIFA to release the funds. So hopefully Zakorakis is um, yeah. all over that and uh, can maximize and get every cent or every, every euro that's been offered to us. If we can put proper proposals out there that will help us build. Michael. Yeah. I believe uh, just what you're saying, George. I believe those funds are up to ten million, and we've I only think. and we've have we've only used, used half of it, not if even. not 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 even half. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so that's that's something the previous EPO um, administration under Gramenos didn't do at all. Yeah, um, because they were too busy. Hands down, the worst. They were too busy postponing meetings yeah. accounts. Hands down, the Gramenos presidency is the worst ever. Yeah, it yeah, has yeah, to be said. 100%. But to go on, go on another thing, the new Super League season, the 2021-22 edition, will start on 21st of August. That's a Saturday. So that's something else positive. They're releasing um, a commencement date for the new season. Uh, let's hope, let's oh, hope yeah. for the same. Let's hope for the same for the second division and third yes. division yep. if they can get yep. it sorted out. Beautiful. All right, guys, on that note, thank you. Um, if you like what we do, please give us a five-star rating. If you listen to us through Apple Podcasts um, or iTunes there, I believe, um, hit us up with any questions, any feedback that you might want from the podcast. Thanks for listening. Gentlemen, always a pleasure. Apostolo, thanks for waking up at 4 a.m., man. You're a legend. And, um, we'll do it all again next week. All right. See you, guys. See you, guys. See you, See you guys. George. Bye. Bye.